Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast with your illustrious hosts, Dexter and Ernest. You've now reached the intersection of comedy and festivity, where unapologetically black opinions still matter. The What More Can I Say podcast can be found on all major podcast and social media platforms. Just search What More Can I Say and remember to like us and provide feedback. And now, onto the show. Tell him, KG. What you gonna say now? What can you say now? Somebody pop all day. Hold up. Somebody on their way. Hold up. I would've grown all day. Hold up. Somebody can't relate. Black Panther. Stay down with no bacon. Go up. Top down, I've been racing. Go up. She wild, I'm in dangerous. Go up. My crowd in rotation. Yeah. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Wait. Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dexter, and I'm joined by my co-host Ernest. What up, people? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Not much, man. This is a this is a post Valentine's. Uh, forget Valentine. This is this is this is Black Panther Day, man. Yeah. All hell Wakanda, man. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did, speaking of Valentine, did, did you did you do anything Valentine's, man? Did you? Partake, partake upon that um, I was marketing sick. holiday. Yeah. No, I was sick. I came home and I laid on the couch and I listened to um, one of my white trash shows in the background as I slept. But no, nah, man, I don't. I don't do that anyway. The way I look at it, my woman, she gets attention and stuff throughout the year, so I don't need a one day out of the year to kind of show, you know, how I feel for her. And then on top of that. Christmas is in December, of course. Then her birthday is in January, so she's she's been done quite well over the last couple of months. So nah, yeah, I don't do that much. I don't need to script a holiday. I don't do. You said you said white trash show. Is it, is that like um, like would dirty like, lowest um, living life life below zero? Or would you like for me to give you the rundown? Let me give <laughs> you the rundown, Dex. So moonshiners, street outlaws. Um, Life Below Zero, the Grand Tour, even though they're, you know, from England, the UK. How is that? Yeah. Is, is, is it like Top Gear? Because I haven't watched it. it. It's straight, man. Like, as, as a person like me that loves cars, um, I think they're funny. Sometimes I look at it and say, man, why, why am I watching this? But, you know, it's, it's good. I, I like it. I like, you know, the things they're doing. And, you know, they definitely, it seems like they have more leeway than they did on the BBC. So, no, it's, it's straight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... I uh... I guess my white shows is uh, anything on HGTV and then Food Network. Yeah. I still watch my, my Chopped and Property Brothers and shit. Well, well hold up. <laughs> let's, let's just be clear. If you're not watching, you know, it's only a handful of black shows on TV, period. So if you're not watching Atlanta or Reruns of the Wire or Blackish or Collegeish or whatever, it's not a. It's not a whole lot out there for us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I mean in the grand scheme? And look, I'm, I'm. Look, there's no appointment viewing. Look, the All Star Game started tonight, and I, ain't, I haven't watched a single minute of it. So, like, there's rarely that that I watch anything like appointment viewing. So those type of shows work because. You can turn to those shows anytime. You don't, you know what I mean? Like you can just turn to like like yep. low zero and twenty five minutes in and like okay, I know what's going on. Like, like I watch uh, what's the show? Uh, 
naked and afraid and shit. This shows, dude, this shows so stupid to me. Like, when you see people up there, they, and they're, like, covered in mosquito bites. It look like they got damn measles. I'm like, yo, yo, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, I watch, I watch Survivor, man. Like, I watch all the Survivor shows and stuff, man. And, look, you know, some, look, some people watch VH1 and, and Bravo and those. I guess my guilty pleasure is, like, nigga, I, I watch damn... The uh, Discovery Science Channel. I watch. Damn, I watched last week. Uh, the damn um, Andromeda system about mm-hmm. quasars and, and <laughs> how long it take light to reach the, the outer edges of. I mean, like yeah, like that's the shit that I would just vegetate on for no reason. But dude, I'm gonna tell you something. If I'm gonna watch mindless TV, like I look at stuff like that, like. How is that really gonna affect me knowing the speed of light and how long it, it takes to get to? But it's, but it's mindless. Like it does. Like even when I watch shit like Survivor, man, it's like, what's the odds of me being in this situation where I ever have to use, know how to then filter my urine so I can drink it? Like what's the, like the odds <laughs> is slim, but <laughs> but you but at least that's shit you can apply. Like when I look at Moonshine, I'm never gonna have a steal. If I need to, I think I can make some corn whiskey. Like on Street Outlaws. I'm never going to drag race down the street. But it's, it, like you said, it's mama stuff, man. So it's stuff to veg out to. Yeah, that, that whole Street Outlaws thing, I've never seen it because I can't get around the idea. Like To me, it has to be so fake. Like it, I can't see it not being fake. Because I can't see a <sighs> TV oh, show brother. recording illegal street races that people don't know about. And what if somebody gets hurt? I'm sure they have ambulances and stuff out there. Like the 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 liability of it just don't make any sense unless it's fake. Is is they racing on the street, but they are racing in a controlled environment. So I was watching how Street Outlaws Memphis and someone got into a car accident and as soon as they got into a car accident, you know, you see the ambulance, the EMS coming out there. So I'm like, well, you know, this is really street and illegal stuff then you know, that wouldn't have happened like that. So wherever they're racing, they're kicking out something to the municipality to do that. So it's it's control. Yeah. Well speaking of which, well we got one topic we're gonna get into before we hit up this Black Panther review. Oh yeah, black, black, so, um, blackity, blackity, black panther. So Carrie Champion, former um, moderator, she was on um, first take. First take, yeah. She has this thing where she rides around with basketball players, you know, athletes in the back of her car. It's called Rolling with the Champion. And this week she had LeBron and um, Kevin Durant, probably by most people, the you know best one and two players in the in the world. And you know they had some hot takes about you know. Some people's beloved president, forty-five. How do you describe the climate for an athlete with a platform nowadays that want to talk about what's happening in our world? Well, the climate is hot. The number one job in America, the point of person, is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a fuck about the people. When I was growing up, there were like three jobs that you looked for inspiration or you felt like these were the people that can give me life it was the president of the united states it was whoever was the best in sports and then it was like the greatest musician at the yeah. time you, you never thought you can be them but you can grab inspiration from i feel like i can be 
you know, it was a neighborhood African-American cop, and he was cool as hell coming around. You, you know, I feel like I could be him. It's easy to be. Yeah, I could be him, but I never felt I could be the president of the United States, but I grabbed inspiration from that. And this time right now, with the president of the United States, it's, it's at a bad time. And while we cannot change what comes out of that man's mouth, we can continue to alert the people that watch us, that listen to us as this is not the way. Of course, you know, this set the right wing people up in arms. So Dex, your girl, Laura Ingram, she came out and pretty much told him, I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm going to tell you what she said to him. And you tell me what that means. Well, Laura Ingram from Fox News, right? From Fox News. Her show, the, is it the the Ingram effect? Or Ingram angle or some shit? Some, Some bullshit like that. So I'm going to tell you what she said, and I want you to translate. So I'm going to give you the, the racist, white supremacist shit, and then you tell me um, what it means. Okay. So hold up, hold up. Oh, well, let me tell you something else LeBron said. He said, I'm a black man with a bunch of money. I have a, a crib in Brentwood and having to wear a nigga spray, spray painted over my gate. That lets you know that I ain't too far removed. And I'm glad that LeBron actually is smart enough to notice that and realize it no matter how much money he got and the eyes of a lot of people he's still a nigga so i'm gonna read you what she said and then you can translate for me once they rent their mouths like that unfortunately a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously look there might be a cautionary lesson in lebron for kids this is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the nba mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's always unwise <laughs> to seek political advice from someone who gets paid a hundred million dollars a year to bounce a ball Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself or, as someone said, shut up and dribble. Translate that. You ungrateful, stupid ass nigga. Bounce that ball. Bounce that ball. Bounce that ball, boy. You monkey jigaboo boy. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I, could, I, I haven't heard a lot of people... Even the racist trolls, like a lot of them, don't bring up the whole LeBron didn't go to college, high school thing. That that was a that, that was that was that was an added layer of racism. Wow. Oh yeah, that was like that was like. Mwah. <laughs> but hold up, so LeBron just as like I'm saying, like as of like right now, almost nine nine thirty nine p.m. February sixteenth. He hashtag we will not shut up and dribble. Listen, bro, you know how I feel about LeBron. But when he does certain shit like this, man, it makes me like him more and more. Not even as a player. Fuck the basketball player shit because eventually he's not going to be on that court. But as a black man in America and not being afraid to use his position to speak up and address stuff. Because LeBron, it doesn't matter if he's number one, number two in the league as far as best player. He's a trendsetter. And what he's going to do if LeBron is speaking out, then maybe Ben Simmons says something. Maybe, you know... um, Jimmy Butler says something. Maybe D. Wade says something. He's making it acceptable to step out. And I love that he said, we will not shut up and dribble. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think LeBron, he's look, he's still, he's still, I guess, on, maybe on, on the back end of his prime or maybe in, it's hard to tell with him, but still his prime, I guess. Um, but he, he understands his mortality, his, his plain mortality. He knows he can't do it forever. So, as opposed to a guy like Tom Brady, who who's seen his own sports mortality eroding 
instead of him taking the opportunity to, well, I guess he is. I guess he is taking that same opportunity to uh, uh, empower his base by wearing the MAGA hats and that kind of stuff. LeBron is going the opposite way. He's taking his platform and he's trying to empower people through, you know, through words and, and tweets and hashtags and stuff. So it's, I, am I, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't hear the audio at first. I just saw the headline and I, I said, you know, I don't need, I don't even need to clap. Just from the headline, I know, I knew enough about what this chick was going to yeah. say. And uh, she's a horrible, hateful, vindictive, dangerous person. And to belittle what that man has has meant to just basketball in general, just yeah. just 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 the social lexicon of you know what I mean? Like LeBron, that's that's LeBron James. Like hate him or love him, you know who he is, and you know. But this is the same chick that's I've heard her make similar comments about Jay Z. I've heard her make similar comments about uh, about Puffy. You know, P. Diddy. Um, so, yeah, man. It, it just goes to show, like, the Kennedys can be bootleggers and moonshiners. The the Trumps can be money embezzlers and, and racists. That stuff don't matter. They, you know, they, they ascend to a certain level. Nobody talks about that. That's their history. We can ascend to any level... People always bring up our history, so whatever, man. But, but you know the thing that trips me out, man. Like I hate when people act like athletes should just play and shut up. They are tax-paying citizens, and you know. <laughs> so, what more can I say, podcast fans? If you know you're interested in taxes and stuff, look up what's called the jock tax. Now, essentially, what the jock tax is, just because LeBron, you know, he lives in Ohio. But since he plays in California and Florida and Texas and New York and North Carolina and Illinois and wherever, he has to pay a portion of his revenue because he he earns revenue in those states. So he plan he paying a shitload of taxes. So this dude is a tax paying American, a voter. So why can't he voice his opinions and concerns about the president? You best believe during the eight years from 2018 to 2016. If any conservative had anything to say about Barack Hussein Obama, they said it, and they said it was their right to say it. But let's unpack something else, too. So what about Scott Bayo, Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, just to name a few idiots that constantly are contributors to Fox News, Tila Tequila, fucking Stacey Dash, but their word and what they say carries more weight than LeBron? Come on, man. Get out of here with that bullshit. That's what I'm saying, man. It's It's... There's no equivalent to of LeBron on on their side. So and you know and Jay Z and all those other people that like they don't have that equivalency of of wealth and and uh, platform like that combination. So anytime they get a chance to tear those men down or women down, they do, and they try to belittle their accomplishments. You know, how many times are going to hear that Roger Federer is a great tennis player and stuff? You can say that out loud with a straight face, but you can't. But you, you want to wipe away all of Tiger Woods' accomplishments because of his indiscretions. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. Look, I mean, look at the way they treated Tiger, right? Tiger cheated on his wife. He came out, found out he cheated on not not one woman, but seven women. It came out that how that they y'all president y'all president yeah you know has just recently paid off a a, a, a porn star to have sex with him. He, he's well, hold, hold up, Dex. It's it, news is recent today of allegations of another affair. So it ain't just one; yeah. it's multiple. Sexual assault crimes. Uh, I've I've even seen like you know pedophilia, um, you know, crazy sexual sexual shit like golden showers and shit. Like this is the dude. And this this ain't just like hearsay. This is this is Secret Service dossiers and FBI phone tapping type shit that they find out. But yeah, man, this is crazy. It's crazy. Well, two two things and then we can move on. So number one, you know that was that's one of the things why there's you know a lot of belief behind why Russia was able to blackmail and influence the election was because they had dirt on him about his finances and some of his illicit activities. And then number two, going back to LeBron. So you mean to tell me it's okay for LeBron and Kevin Durant to do NBA cares and go to, you know, inner city, urban areas, areas of impact and affected by natural disasters, speak out on that, uh, work with Habitat for Humanity to rebuild houses, mm-hmm. speak, you know, some breast cancer, support the troops, um, domestic violence, anything, any of the campaigns that the NBA has, because they have one every single month. So you mean to tell me it's okay for them to do all of that as part of the employee of the NBA. However, it's wrong for them to voice something that directly affects people that look like them and their family, their kids. Come on, man. That's bull. I mean, that the hypocrisy of it is so, it's so deep. You know, you can, yeah, you can stand. I mean, look, it's just like the NF, the NFL. They, you can wear pink breast cancer shoes, but you can't. You can't promote your own charity or any other charity that they haven't identified with. It's the same type of shit, man. Like you can, you can talk about if they if it's safe and they're fine with you talking about it. They're fine with you talking about it. But if, the moment you talk about something that they can't get on board with, you become a problem. 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 The world is changing. Soon there will only be the conquerors and the conquerors. Step into the spotlight. You are a good man. Step into the spotlight. It's a good heart. And it's hard for a good man to be a king. Well, moving on, Dexter went to see Black Panther today. And he said it was everything he hoped it was going to be and some. Yeah, man. Uh, today, my wife and I, Candy, we went to damn see Black Panther, man. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's some of the blackest, it's some of the blackest I've seen, man. Right, so, on levels. So let me ask you this, man. On the, on the blackness meter, is this the blackest, like, 
production that you've ever seen? Nah, because I, you know, like I still feel like Roots and like Queen and those type of things higher because uh, you know, Color Purple, those type of ensemble casts and stuff. But it's it's I guess as for, as far as like contemporary black content, like yeah, it's some of the blackest like within the last what, twenty years. I'm trying to think of another like. Uh, and I, I'm not even talking about budget or nothing. I'm just talking about like just impact. Um, like it's up there, man. I mean, what's the last black movie ensemble kind of cast? What, Friday or something? You talk. You uh, let's cl- let's clarify. You talking about good stuff or bad stuff? Because we well, can I'm say just, I'm about we can like, say soul play. No, no, I'm talking say, about things that not that that had kind of. Um, um, Maybe social impact, not even so, not not even just good social impact. I'm just talking about just like notoriety and 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 uh, like Boomerang, right? Boomerang was a movie. It was one of my all time favorite movies. Blackly black cast, blackly black everything. But some people don't hold it in the same high regards as, as other black content. I well, me, some people well, don't. Now let me ask you a question. Would you be interested in a Boomerang? Reboot? Yes, I would. I would. I would. I would like to see an expansion of that of that world. Because to me, that that the world that that uh, Marcus Tavori, um, Eddie Murphy's character, that, that world that was created is basically is like Wakanda. Like it ain't. It's it's yeah. it's the same kind of thing. Where it's like it's there's a there's a a, a world of like elite. Negroes, <laughs> and you're black without without standing out for being black. You're just black. Like this, the world just keeps moving, and there's black successful people, and no one bad. Like I hope we can get to the point where these conversations about about these movies, we don't have to have these type of conversations. On top of that, it, it, they should just be movies. Like Black Panther should just be a superhero movie, but it's so much more. And it has to be so much more. Like that movie couldn't. If that movie had came out and just been a superhero movie, I think people would still say they liked it. But it would have kind of let people down. And the greatness of that movie was not only was it good at being a great superhero movie, it was good at being, you know, providing black social commentary. It was good at at just being an overall reflection or. I'm reflection, but maybe like the if if we had our druthers about what we want to see, the type of progress that we could have, be just like Boomerang, those types of movies, Harlem Nights and stuff, like you know, like Black Panther, epitomizes a lot of that. So yeah, man. So I went and see it, and uh, it was amazing, man. Amazing. I'm going to give my non-spoiler review of Black Panther. Right. I'll just give my uh, kind of impression of, of the movie. It, um, it on a scale of of uh, a ten point scale, I give it a ten out of ten. So let me ask you this question. So I, I think the the Batman, you know, Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. Christo, Christ, Christian Bale, Dark I think that's it. Wasn't just a good superhero movie. It was a good movie yep. series period yep. because it was good acting it was well written you know everyone that was assigned a role they nailed it are you saying this is better than that 
I'm saying it's on par. Okay. I think Batman went maybe like maybe 10, 15 minutes a little too long. Uh, I mean, Dark Knight. Um, so there was some exposition that didn't need to be in there. Uh, but I, 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 you know, and I think that uh, I'm talking about Dark Knight. I think Heath Ledger character was so powerful. And I think, I, you know, Christian Bale, I, he's one of the best actors that I've seen. But I think Heath Ledger character carried that film so much more. There wasn't, they didn't have like a, you know, that kind of scene where they kind of go back and forth, like the De Niro, yeah. Pacino kind of scene. It wasn't that. It was Heath, it was Heath Ledger giving his damn, on his deathbed type, type of performance. But you know, man, I think even in uh, Batman Begins, uh, what's the dude from Taken? Um, Liam Neeson. Yeah. I think Liam Neeson <clears throat> carried a lot of the first yep. one of that series. So, but for you to say, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan and the guy that plays Black Panther, um, so they were Damn. similar performances with the with Christian Bale, Liam Neeson. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, the Michael B. Jordan killed it. Look, I, I, read, I read the Black Panther comic books. The uh, so I wasn't I'm familiar with Black Panther. I've seen a lot of cartoons. I've read some of the comic books and stuff. But the way he's kind of presented in the comic book is, you know, he's royalty. He's more of a kind of he's kind of a Batman with a good heart, and it's kind of a one note kind of character. So I didn't have a lot of Batman doesn't have a good heart. Nah, man, Batman. You know, Batman. Batman, he you know, the only thing he doesn't do, he won't pull a gun and kill somebody. But Batman, you know, Batman will mess you up, dude. You know, <laughs> T'Challa has like has like honor about him and you know, that kind of thing. But the damn the Michael B. Jordan character, man, he's so the the way they developed that character. And not I'm not even just his character was great. All of the characters. That's what I think I was more impressed about this movie is that. No matter how long a character was in the scene for, they were all impressive, all of them, and they were all layered. Like I would probably say, Angela Bassett's character was probably, and she's probably you know as you know on par as one of the best female actresses in Hollywood history. She was probably one of the least utilized characters in the whole, and she had really? screen time, but she was. You can look at the trailer and see what she is and know what she is in the movie. There was no additional layers of depth. Yeah, she she's the mom, right? Yeah, like the st- yeah. strong mom. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got so and, and you and you've seen that type of character in movies before. You've seen no matter what the national whatever. You've seen that type of character before. What I saw from uh, Shuri, who's um, she's um, she play, I forgot her real name, but she's Black Panther's sister. Uh, the character that Lupita Nyong'o uh, played, kind of like the love interest, Black Panther's love interest. Um, all of those characters had depth. Even but, but hold up, man. So, uh, love interest that, that kind of freaks me out of the movie. It didn't work in Batman. Uh, it didn't work in Spider Man. Does 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 it work in this film? It, you know what they? It's uh, it's alluded to. It's never like a. That's not like a scene where he's like, I gotta get her, I gotta say. Like, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like, like, to me, the Batman thing was kind of, because first of all, who was it? Um, there was a chicken, it was uh, the Gyllenhaal chick? Yeah, it was Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal in the second one, and it yeah. was, uh, 
Um, Katie Holmes Katie was the first. Holmes. Look, man, that was some average, average ass white women. Period. And this is it wrong? That I was happy when um when Rachel got blown up. I was <laughs> so happy. I was disappointed. The thing that thing that bothered me about that whole thing was like, look, man, this is Bruce Wayne. This is a dude. That, like, I think the first one, the first scene you, you see him when he came out to the city after you know in the first Batman movie, uh, The Dark Knight. Was it Dark Knight or Batman? Dark, whatever. The Rises. Whatever. It was Batman Begins, Dark Knight, yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Batman Begins, like one of the first scenes that you see of of uh, uh, Bruce Wayne playing like Bruce Wayne when he pulled up in in, in a Lambo and he got two women stacked on top of each other, like two dimes, you know, models, and then and then he falls in in love with like a six, like a five, like Maggie <laughs> Gyllenhaal is like a like a, a hard four. You know, <laughs> like she's average. It's like this is this this is weird. Like, why would Bruce Wayne fall for like that most average chick? Yeah, I didn't like that. So that that was kind of distracting. But it works in Black Panther. It the works. Love interest it works Black because it's not it's not hand, it's not force fed to you. It's not he's not like he's not like infatuated or like there's no idle time because the movie the movie moves. That's the one thing. about the pacing of the movie is really good. It. There's there's some ex some exposition in the beginning that kind of because the movie one thing about the movie is it's completely self-contained you don't have to you 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 don't have to have seen any of the other Marvel movies to to watch this movie it's completely self-contained everything takes place or well, almost everything it was there's some other scenes outside of Wakanda but for the most part um, the entire like story flows there's no there's no like we gotta call Iron Man none of that kind of shit. It's, it's all yeah. self-contained. So that's you know that's real, man. Because usually uh, Marvel they're notorious for tying someone else in. Like even yeah. the last Spider-Man, I still haven't watched it. Iron Man was you know he was heavily featured in that, so it yeah, should have been yeah. Spider-Man and Iron Man. Yeah, I mean really, especially yeah. Let me ask you this, bro. So you said Michael Jordan killed it, and I I haven't seen it yet, but it was a pretty good visual effects. Should this movie garner some type of Oscar recognition for what it did? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I, mean, I, I think probably the weakest thing in the movie is probably the the uh, like some of the fight scenes. Not the really not the fight scenes with with the the, the Dora Milaje. That's the, the the women the women like because basically Black Panther he's. He has a, a uh, he has a like a, a, a army led by women, and they're like kids, basically like Secret Service almost. That that whole thing, they amazing. And I'm telling you one, and I, I don't get off topic a little bit on this too because I actually brought this up uh, talking to my wife Candy today. We were talking about it. Remember Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Remember the Amazons and they all up on, all up and down social media was talking about these strong women. Fighting and and remember how feminists jumped on board with 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 one woman, and they propelled it to like movie of the year type status. We isn't there's no way that you can have that type of love and admiration for Wonder Woman and the Amazons and not have that same, if not more, for the women, because the women they're the ones that carry this entire movie. Ain't point blank. All right, so so what more can I say, podcast fans? I've said this like the last four or five shows. 
black women love you to death. Feminism ain't your movement. Because just like Dex said, if that was the case, if they were so impressed by women and showing their strength, dude, that's the f- first time I've heard that, Dex. Yeah. You best believe. So if it was anything else, and it was a, and it was a group of Anglo women doing something similar in a Marvel movie, it would be championed like this is some of the best shit ever. Dude, I'm telling black you, bro, it's, 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 the, it's the equivalent. Like, they female warriors, they're the best at what they do. It's the same thing. The only difference is one's black, one's white. That's it. Yeah. And the ones on Black Panther have much more personality, much more like they're still like robots and stuff too, but they, they, they're much more layered than <laughs> than uh, like the Amazon was just like, oh, you know, we gotta kick some ass and you know, we gotta ride a horse and go go get somebody. Like they were much more um, so yeah, um, I definitely believe that it's definitely award winning. Um, all I, like I said, I, I was, I was blown away by how, how many layers, how layered the characters were. Even keep people you just assume, like the guy, uh, what's the guy from, uh, what's the movie Get Out? The, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The fr- not, not not the main the main character. The main, or his... the main guy. Forgot his name. I know you're talking about. Uh, damn, I don't know. this one hit me in the head too. Um, hey, but you know he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even like he's not a main character, but he's a supporting character. Even his character, like even the conversations and and stuff that they have is like, oh shit, like this ain't just. This ain't just Daniel like, oh, Kalua. Kalua, yeah. Kalua. Yeah, man. I, I was blown away. Maybe. So what more can I say, podcast fans? Uh Dexter and I, we're we're connoisseurs of a lot of black film. And so let let's let's take it back. So you could you could say, hey, if you look at dead presidents, you could say, hey man. You know, Lorenz Tate did a good job, but Joaquin Woodbine, he he was terrible, or Chris Tucker was terrible, and and they weren't layered. Like Chris Tucker was just a damn, he was a junkie. He just wanted to get high when he was a kid. He wanted to get high when he was an adult. And I think that's one thing I am interested in seeing. You know, actual layered black characters, and they're not yeah. just stereotypical. Because it it would have been easy to, you know, just paint them as like you know. Warriors that just speak and there's no actions. Hey, I just want to hunt and kill, and I yeah. want to kill these people because they wrong my my tribe or my family. Or, or my, the other way around. Like it could have yeah. very easily been, you know, look, he's a prince. He's he's royalty, and kind of like the way he was in 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 uh, the Civil War movie. He was, well, yeah. you know, I'm royalty. I'm the king, and. It's like, you know, he couldn't get beyond that point and the conversation, it was all one note. He, he only spoke, you know, he spoke a few times. His words had such power and stuff. It's like, kind of in the Martin Luther King effect where yeah. everything you say is so powerful and point. Like, nah, when you see on this one, you see like, oh, this dude, he's, a, he's like a regular dude. He just happens to be a superhero, but he's the same way like, uh, like Iron Man, like Tony Stark's character, right? He's extremely layered. He's, you know, He's a, a, a broken man in some scenes. He's, you know, damn alcoholic in other scenes, playboy in other scenes. Like they give him so they give Robert Downey Jr. so much latitude to 
to make that character to flesh him out. You know why? Because uh, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Robert oh, Downey yeah, Jr. is Tony dude, Stark. <laughs> so I was I was actually surprised that uh, like I said in the trailer. And look, I, I I'll be the first to tell you. I, when I first saw the trailer, I was I was pumped. I was amped. The trailer does not do the movie any justice. But just based on our conversations, man, I think um you. I think you're pleased with that because before you would say, man, you know, you stop looking at trailers out the wall because some movies, they'll tell you everything you yeah. almost everything you need to know about the movie before you even go see it. And they'll show you the funniest parts. That's really typical with like comedies, especially like Kevin Hart movies. You go see a Kevin Hart movie. All the funny shit is the stuff you've already seen. Oh, yeah. It's nothing in between. Like a Will Ferrell movie. You see it all it, in the trailer. Exactly. But one thing, too. um, uh, there wasn't like a Mike Epps type character or, or you. you know, one was kind of like thrown in for a punchline or a joke. And I, I think probably the I think probably the, the best thing I liked about the movie was there were scenes where there were conversations that you have to be you have to know or understand the black experience mm-hmm. to be privy to those conversations. Like you could be in a room with those conversations and still not. It's kind of like it's kind of like watching a, a like a Pixar movie, right? With your kids, your kids watch a Pixar movie because it's funny, it's shiny. But there's some there's some like a Simpsons episode. There's some funny there's some jokes that if you don't know the context, you won't get those jokes. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. those movies play for play for both audiences. There were scenes in that movie that played to blackness. Like one one scene, I don't I ain't gonna spoil the movie at all. But one scene, and I just look for when you do watch it. <laughs> they did a close-up. Because, you know, Forrest Whitaker's in the movie. Uh-huh. They did a close-up of the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. Nigga, you, please, nigga, are you lying? Are you lying? That- and I, and I, it was like a quick, like, bam, little, little shot. And it was so much that I Googled it. I'm like, well, I'm not the only one that kind of caught that. So I Googled it and and um, uh, what's the damn director? Uh, God, I can't think of his name. But anyway, the, the the director purposely put that in there because you know the, the whole thing. I hate the back of four. What's black? What's black in the back of four? with his neck. You know what I mean? Like, but that, now that goes twofold. That was um, one of Bernie Mac's yeah. uh, monologues from. Um, uh, uh, don't, uh, be a, don't be a minister. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I hate you, black bastards. You stink. And he said, you know, I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate them back. back. <laughs> and he stuck that in there because of that. You got to, you, that's, that's, that's something that the audience would, like, you got to, you got to be privy to that, to know that Bernie Mac's character was, was a parody of Boys in the Hood police officer. You know what I mean? Like, it's layers and upon layers. It's that kind of, kind of, kind of stuff that's, in this film, it's, it's layered that you can tell that this these types of movies only get made when when there's black directors, when there's black actors and actresses, when there's black writers, when when there's black car, uh, you know the, the soundtrack is was. Is, uh, so how was the soundtrack? Kendrick Lamar did that. Was it they was good, it a banger? Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really. It's it's awesome how they tied in like traditional African music 
and like mix it in with like Wu Tang. Like slip little stuff like sounds like dope, man. Um, but yeah, man, I I can't even like I said, I've been watching, I've, I've watched every one of the Marvel movies, and I'm talking when I say every one of them, I'm talking about every one of them. I'm talking about I've seen all of every version of Daredevil. I've seen every version of of uh, I've seen the old Superman. But like I've seen, I mean, the Superman is DC. I mean, I've seen the old Spider Man stuff. I'm 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 pumped to see the new Venom movie that's coming out. Like I've seen all that trash. I've seen the the damn Marvel animated cartoons, and, the, and I've seen it all. Seen that crap. So I know what these characters should be and what they shouldn't be. And to see that the way, like, okay, there, there's one particular character who, in the comic books, he was, and you see, and, I, and I'm not spoiling anything because it's in the trailer. Uh, he's, he's, a uh, he's like a gorilla, right? Um, in the comics, the Black Panther was made, uh, back in like the late sixties. So I think Jack Kirby made him. I can't remember, but, but when they made the character, you know, it was doing, doing the, you know, around the time of the Black Panther party. So it was a lot of stereotypes and stuff that they were anytime they make a black character, they tie it to either black exploitation. So you see like Luke Cage's character and stuff on, you know, Netflix, yeah. yeah, it's like a lot of black exploitation stuff in it because that's what it was based off of. So the character that they created in this, in the comic book, he's a one note. He's a piece. His name is like man, man ape. And he's like a big, strong, he's a damn black monkey. And they created him to, to poke fun at black people. Like he's a big black monkey. The way that they've recreated the character for the movie is awesome. And I, while I was watching, I'm like, no, this dude's supposed to just be the big monkey gorilla man to come in and Hulk smash stuff. But the way they, they develop, create this, basically create a whole new character with the same kind of name and stuff, create the same character for the movie but completely changed them for the movie. Usually it's the other way around for us. But, so. but Dex, you, you hit, you, you hit a nail on the head when you have a, a black director, not just a black director, but a black director that's Coogler. empowered Coogler. to, to do... What would you say? Ryan Coogler. That's his Ryan Coogler. So when you have a black director that's empowered and entrusted to put his vision on the screen, and I think when you have black people around, I don't think that kind of character would have went over well with the cast of this movie. And I think, you know, that is an improvement. And I have to say that that is something that's different because you must believe if this was directed by someone else, a damn Ridley Scott or damn, give me one of these other, any of them, them. Jerry Brockheimer or something. We, we would have had a stereotypical buck that dancing coon ass person in there, just something very, you know, it, it would have been in the movie. You best believe. So, I'll tell you, I was, I was, I was afraid that, because like I said, just from the previews and stuff, like, you know, Michael B. Jordan carried, I'm like, this is, he looks corny. Like, this, this looks corny. And, like, I wasn't even blown up. 
truth be told, I wasn't blown away by the fight scenes or anything uh, from the trailers. Like the, you know, the combat between the main villain and, and Black Panther when they do like, because I don't, yeah. I'm not a big CG type of guy. I like to see the real hand-to-hand choreography type fight scenes and stuff. So I was actually going into it. I was actually down on, on that stuff. Uh, another big, huge thing about the movie that really stuck out to me was the the world building, right? The Wakanda is a, Wakanda is not a real place; it's a fake place. It's basically the idea is is uh, um, it's like five or six uh, like they basically took uh, Kemet, uh, 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 ancient Egypt, Samaria. And they kind of mashed them all together with contemporary, like contemporary South Africa, and uh, like the Congo. Like they mashed a bunch of things together to get this version. Um, and when you, I read about, I read an article about the, the the depths and detail that they went into making this thing. Right? They said like little stuff, like even the patterns of the colors of the cloth. They said when they first, I guess, because they they actually changed the costumer. It was like two costume designers. It was one a white woman and it was a black woman, and they were kind of both doing it at first. And they got they had both of them kind of present stuff. And the white lady she presented, you know, basically like kente cloth patterns and that kind of stuff. And the black lady came in and presented her stuff. And not only was her stuff dope, but she could explain like why she chose this. And and, and the other lady was basically like. I just Google, you know, Africa, and you know, and they was like, "Nah, man." They went with the other lady because everything that they tied into the movie was based on something in real history, right? So even down to the type of lip plates that's in a certain person's mouth, or the type of in the market, the type of things that they're selling, and and the terrain and all this stuff. So. The the way the way the world was built in the movie, it came across as it's it's kind of its own character. Like it's like like if 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 an alien race came down here and saw Black Panther, they they were like, "Yo, Wakanda's like a real spot. Like we got to worry about damn Wakanda." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, yeah, that was dope, man. Like, I can't even front, man. It was. I know I'm giving the extreme high praise, and I don't usually give movies um this type of hype i'm a harsh critic but uh outside of just me being a black person and like black panther this movie was dope man well i'll be saying it i mean i i missed the ball i mean the shit's sold out i mean <laughs> like across the board I, I saw something someone posted on facebook it's like well poor plan and I, I won't be saying black panther because it's sold out the only thing I'm saying about it, black people, we have shown that we can make something great and we have so shown that we can support something great. Don't let this be the only great thing, black thing we support this year. Let's let's do it up, man. And let's let's reproduce these numbers everywhere we can to make our voices heard. Because one thing this is gonna do with the success of this movie, I just looked at the article and said it might do hundred and eighty million of the things this first weekend. Dude, that's, it's that's, like over 220 million in pre-sales. That's what that's what I'm saying, man. But what this does, black folks, this, you know, this this means we're gonna get uh Black Panther 2. 
this is this this means that they're going to start they're going to have to start looking at some of these other black superheroes and put them on the screen so maybe um what's the dude from um um black dynamite is different but maybe he can get some funding to get this damn movie out too you know so maybe this is going to help with other black projects that we're trying to do because we're proving hey if you do something for us with quality we damn it going to see it so it's it's a good look, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I actually I actually read something. Uh, Ryan Coogler was talking. Uh, oh no, it was a, no. Actually, it was an interview I watched. Michael B. Jordan was talking about the reason why. He basically talking about how he got cast for the movie. He was like, yeah, you know, him and Ryan Coogler, they, they like real. They've been tight since uh, Fruitvale Station, and uh, he was like, he said, but you but you don't but you don't know is that. Him and uh, Lupita became really cool when it was doing the award, you know, doing with Fruitville Station. I think 12 Years of Slave and Fruitville Station was out around the same time. And they were kind of both on that kind of award kind of circuit. And they said they met and they became friends. And and uh, uh, Ryan Cooley had worked with like Forrest Whitaker on a bunch of projects and stuff. And Forrest Whitaker also executive produced Creed and he executive produced a couple some uh, Fruitville Station as well, and Angela Bat. Like they, they have a, all those people got a connection, right? And he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, he, he's trying to be like, like, uh, then what's the white dude who did like um, all the Seth Rogen movies and uh, Jude Apatow? Yeah, basically, he's he's trying to be that for black people. Like he's he wants to have his his people that he know that puts out great content and stuff, and he wants to keep using them in different projects." You know what I mean, and, and kind of be a mover and shaker in this industry, man. So we definitely need more of that. And outlook, man, outside of just you know a fictional comic book movie and stuff. Like I want to see it in every genre. I want to see it in romance comics. I want to see it in I want to see it in in damn action movies. Like I mean, we we still haven't had enough representation in just straight up action movies. You know what I mean? You know, I want to see it in, in you know. All types, basically anything, sci-fi, every type of genre you can think of. I want to see blackness represented. Because um, you know, I saw, I saw. Uh, I don't, have you seen that thing go go around online about some of the largest movies, the highest grossing movies of all time? How much screen time that that black people had in those movies, like series? Uh-huh. And it was like Lord of the Rings, the entire series had like. One minute of black people talking, but but Dex, dude, we we don't we don't we don't even have to to go there. Like if we mention, if we look at some of those movies, I could tell you, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, one one or two people, Titanic, Harry Potter. It was like that whole. How many movies in Harry Potter? Like five, six like movies? eight, like eight like, of them. Something. Yeah, it was like it's like six six minutes, and that was like out of, when they show all those movies, Harry Potter probably had the most, like six minutes. And and uh, yeah, I mean it was like all of them. Mission Impossible. Dude, dude uh, look at look at take out Finn from the new Star Wars Wars. How many Negroes you got in the Star Wars? But you have a two, Lando and Finn. Exactly. And you got a couple like bit characters maybe in the background, but or a couple of aliens that's supposed to be niggas. Yeah, Lupita, she's in there. But. But that, that, that's a that's a great point, man. I'm trying to think of some other, yeah. The big, yeah. and I'm tell you one thing too that like, like Lupita Nyong'o, right? In all her movies, she's she's been 
Look, she's she's a beautiful woman. But she hasn't been portrayed as a sex symbol. She's been portrayed as like she's she's like ornate almost. Like she's pretty, she's magazine cover pretty, but you ain't like you ain't like lusting over Lupita. Like she's on a cover a bunch of magazines and stuff, but there haven't been a film that they put her in as like the leading female love interest. So it, in this movie, it was refreshing to see and Lapita's bad, man. <laughs> she bad. <laughs> so it was like, cause look, man, they could have very easily, they could have very easily like snuck in, even in Black Panther, they could have snuck in like a kind of you don't know what she is type black person in that in that role of like love interest, and people would have been eye with it. You know what I mean? People would have been like, okay, well, she's she technically she's still black, you know. So I'm I'm glad that they went like, oh no, she's she's black, she's African, and she's beautiful. You know what I mean? That's what's up. So, um, check it out, people. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I will be going to see it. Check that shit out. Sooner than later, 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 later. With that being said, listen, if you two tickets go, we don't have a spotlight of the week because Black Panther's gonna be Dexter's, and I'm just gonna pick it back off of that, and that's gonna be my spotlight too. But go see the movie. And one um, thing I will say, and I, I said on social media as well, after watching Black Panther today, it's changed the way it's made other non black productions stand out. You really see how white other things are now. Like whitey white. <laughs> and you see like like it's like damn man, like <laughs> So yeah man, white black fans, but it will change your view and experiences. Well, let's uh, like I always say, man, let's let's do something with it, let's learn from it, um, let's go from there. But you can find it what more can I say podcast or all major podcast platforms, Stitcher iTunes, SoundCloud. What else am I missing? Google Play. Google Play. Just look for you to what more can I say? What more can I say? Podcast. This is episode twenty-five. We're trying to be more consistent. Um, you can follow. You can find us on our Instagram page. What more can I say? Instagram, our Facebook fan page, Twitter. Um, we're really trying to. Dexter's pushing me to engage with our fans more on the Facebook fan page, and we're trying to do that too. A lot of the topics we post up there is going to drive shows and the guests and the people and the content that you hear. You can find me, everything across the board, ncboy80, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Ernest Sexton, Dexter, what's your handles? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram as Dex underscore excellence. It's Dexcellence. Uh, find me on Facebook as Dexter Joyner. You can find me on Twitter as uh, I think it's Dexcellent too, maybe. Oh, um, yeah, man. Just look me up and uh, I earn a second team to to uh, check out the Facebook fan pages. We do a lot of communication with our, with our listeners. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, go watch Black Panther, man. And support a black business while you're at it. 
yeah big thing that's a that's a that's an episode fellas what more can i say don't freeze i never freeze got something you want to share or contribute to the show contact the guys via facebook instagram and twitter don't forget to like the show and as always provide feedback you can also hit them up via email at whatmorecanisay.podcast at gmail.com. Good night, America. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and other contributors. It's just jokes, people.